live and local across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Lee Chambers. Cambridge 105 Radio. I'm joined now by my lovely guest, uh, Stuart Harvey, here to talk about his novel Survivor. Good morning, Stuart. Hi, Leia. How is it going? Well, good, thank you. Nice to talk to you. Nice to have you here. So you're here to, well, you're here to chat about lots of things, but uh, about your novel Survivor, what's it about? It, yeah, it, it's sort of a bit of a, an experiment that I tried a few years ago. Um, obviously, as we know, 2020, we have the COVID pandemic, the lockdowns and things like that. And I, I sort of have always been fascinated by the whole, like, what if scenario, um, sort of like alternative history and things like that. You know, like the sort of question of what would have happened if we hadn't have won the Battle of Britain or, you know, what if D-Day hadn't gone ahead and, and things like that. And I just sat there thinking, we're, we're sitting here in the middle of this global pandemic that we've not seen since the days of the Spanish flu since 1919. And I thought, you know we're never ever going to live through this time ever again and i kind of just sat there thinking what would have happened if we hadn't have come up with the vaccine to it what would have what sort of world would have come about what have happened and that's essentially what survivor is and it's it's quite interesting because the way that i've sort of worded it it's a little bit of a sort of a cross between like saving private ryan and war of the worlds and because the protagonist in the book isn't they're not like a scientist or a military commander or, or a politician or anybody else like that they are somebody who is an ordinary joe somebody who you could just imagine walking down the street normally and the character i sort of chose i, I took a bit of a risk because i wrote a female character which i've never really done before and her name is samantha bonham and she works as a truck driver in Hertfordshire. and before covid she's got a perfect life you know she's getting married to her fiance she's in a stable job she's got a stable household and then all of a sudden covid comes along and, and completely decimates the world that she knows and essentially what happens then is she's completely lost and sat there thinking well what do i do you know what what do i go from here so she sort of takes the decision to essentially go and try and survive in this in this new covid world where the rules of the old world have just gone completely out the window you know and it's from her perspective it's it's quite interesting because she's the sort of person that you wouldn't expect would survive in a post-apocalyptic world and you know because the most people that you'd see in that sort of environment are like you know survival specialists or former special forces soldiers or people like that not you wouldn't expect a, a 26 year old female truck driver to be able to survive in an <laughs> so it, so it's yeah. her story it is yeah. is it well, how would you define it as uh, sci-fi dystopian fiction i yes yeah, science fiction dystopian um i'd probably say alternative history as well to just sort of throw a little bit of a interesting mix in there as well and yeah i, I sort of i'd actually I'd sort of chosen the genre science fiction to start off with and dystopian. But then the alternative history came up when the review came out because there was a review I had done um, a few months ago by Hollywood Book Reviews. And it was just so surreal because I, I half expected them to say, oh, well, you know, it's just a little bit of a page turner here or, you know, something that you might pick up on a Sunday afternoon. And I got the review back and the last paragraph just blew me away because I, all I heard was thought-provoking, entertaining and profound in its delivery. And I just went, whoa, uh, I wasn't expecting that. But <laughs> you have can't I just, yeah. more than that, can you? No, no, no it, did, it did sort of make me think, have I just written the next Harry Potter here? <laughs> <laughs> and you've, 
This isn't your day job. I mean, you're a, a truck driver by day, and you, you've spoken about your Asperger's. Uh, is it Asperger's or Asperger's? It's, yeah, I, I think there's there's sort of two ways of saying it. Um, there's Asperger's, Asperger's. Um, I mean, there's actually a very, very good terminology that was has been coined by the Americans called Aspie. Aspie. And, and essentially, Aspie is, is a terminology that's coined by, by the US um, to describe those on the autism spectrum. And you've described this, you've been very mm. open about talking about this. You described your Asperger's, let's go with that, mm. uh, Asperger's <laughs> as, a, as a bit of a superpower when it comes to your day job. It is, yeah. Um, I've, I've sort of I've sort of worked out a bit of a technique of how I'm driving because there's not that many autistic truck drivers that you do come across in your day job because obviously that's what I do, hence why the character Samantha in the book sort of slots in quite well with my job because I, I can sort of picture what she's doing and and things like that and yeah it, it's quite it's a very very stable thing to be able to sort of sit in a, in a cab in a you know, essentially a box and stare out of a window and essentially that's what one person actually described to me they just said oh well you know you go to work you sit down, you stare out of a window, <laughs> and then you go home again. And I went, yeah, there's a little you know, bit, it's a little bit like that yeah. here, Stuart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and people laughed at you when they, you said you wanted to be a truck driver. I did, yeah. Um, when I was in my primary school days, the kids at the school, um, I, would, I wouldn't say they were a horrible bunch, but they were a bit sort of, this was the 1990s, and truck driving essentially was on its way out. You know, it wasn't like the heydays of like, you know, the 60s and the 70s when you had things like Smoking the Bandit and Convoy and, and things like that, all, all the proper US Convoy stuff. And, you know, when I sort of turned around to them and, and told them I want to be a lorry driver, they all laughed at me. And because being autistic, you know, you are the unpopular kid of the class. So, you know, you, you're almost to now be sitting here essentially 25 years later doing exactly the thing that they said you couldn't do is quite staggering. And, and, and actually, your your autism gives you this advantage because you've spoken about how you have mind maps yes. in your, your head where you're going. It sort of works the way... It, I'm, I'm going to try and sort of explain it without essentially sort of exploding the whole room as such. Um, but there was actually a clip from the recent documentary by Chris Packham, Inside Our Autistic Minds. And within the fir first 30 seconds of the programme, you actually see what Mindbox looks like. Mindbox. Uh, yeah, Mindbox. And what it is, is that he sort of looks around him at this woodland area and you can see all like these lines start to appear and then you'll see like a, a map of a leaf come up and it will point and it will say grown three months ago or it will say twig on the ground broken off during a storm how many months. And that's, that to me is how it works. So as I'm, as I'm driving down the road, everything that will be happening to me out of that area, I can sort of depict... I mean, I'll give you a good example. At the moment, I'm sort of looking at things and at the moment I'm sort of looking at yourself and I'm like, ladies in front of me, headphones on, glasses on this one, looking at the book. Uh, it's not straight here, that's on that one. They say, I'm looking at the very, very last charming lady sitting next to me, like I said, microphone. And it's sort of things like that. But if I tried to say it at the speed it was actually happening, my words would almost be inaudible. So and, and when it comes to driving, when it comes to truck driving, mm. what does that mean that in your head you have a... Is it like a sat-nav almost of where you're going? It is, yeah. Um, I, can sort, I can sort of picture the route as if you're looking at it on Google Maps. Um, but then at the same time, what I will do is I will break it down into sort of segments. So if I know I'm coming up on, a, let's say, a certain section of motorway, I'll then, I'll then sort of picture the routes coming off of that that I know that I can go on. 
and then be able to work my way around it. So let's say, for example, if I'm if I'm coming up to, say, Oxfordshire or, or things like that, I'll be able to get to the junction and say, right, I've got the option of the A34. It's a major road, it will cut straight across the country, or if I know that there's a block further up, I can cut this way and then get onto the M1 and then head up from that way. And I'm that's more than just somebody who's just very familiar with the road network. That's it more is. of a being able to actually v- visualise it, like you've got yeah. the map in front of you. Yeah. And what about when it comes to writing? Is it a superpower when it comes to writing? Does it give you an advantage there, do you think? It is a little bit, yeah. Um, what, you, what you sort of do is you sort of almost play out a scene in your head of what you're going to write. And it's it's that scene and, and you almost sort of give a like a segment of a chapter you can say okay pages six to eight will be this particular scene this is what the characters are going to say this is where they're going to go this is you know they're going to sit from this position here and they're going to go out of that room or they're going to walk out of the door and go to their vehicle across the road or, or things like that and that's that's what i do and and essentially i mean it's it's almost a bit like watching a film but watching it backwards so it's uh, you know, so it's almost like so you turn your film on, but then like hit the rewind button. So then you get all those funny lines come across the screen, and you watch them all going backwards. And that that essentially is is how I do it. So that when I then finally press the play button, and it then starts going forwards, that's when it makes more sense. And how do you combine your writing and uh, the truck driving? Because you know you'll be doing long shifts as a driver, I'm guessing, and uh, so you must be tired. So how do you how do you combine that with the writing? I combine it by essentially doing both at the same time. Well, uh, yeah, I hope... I know how that looks and yes, sounds, trust yes, me. I mean, like I said, if, me if, if, if there are any police officers listening, I do I do not drive dangerously, so, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's... it's um, it, the, way, the way it sort of works is that because of the shift patterns that I do and because of where I go, there are a lot of times when I am on the road on my own. It's really, really surreal. And essentially to stop my mind from zoning out, which it is very easy to do in the early hours of the morning. I mean, you have to physically be out there driving at night to actually realise what I mean. Because during the day, you've got so much more to have to think about. You've got cars coming from all directions. You've got people coming behind, forwards, sideways, aircraft going above you. There's all these sorts of things to worry about. But then at night, you know, there there is a section of, of road that I drive down where it is completely dark. There's no street lighting. There's no road markings. There's nothing at all. And in order to stop me from completely zoning out and actually concentrating on what I'm doing, I use this. So yeah, I sit there thinking, here's the scene in, in my head. Because I know full well that as long as I keep my eyes on the road and as long as I've got time to react to things, you, the world's the oyster. You know, so it's... Laura, you... Um, yes. So in your book, mm-hmm. do you like use your truck life as like an example of what the... Protagonist, I can't say it. Protagonist. Like, what her life was before, and before this, like, huge apocalypse game, and, like, how it was perfect and how she was living. Do you use that as, like... Do you compare it in the book, kind of? Yes, I do. Um, It's it's very much what I wanted to do, was I wanted to have a character that, essentially, everything was going for them. You know, because yeah. if you already had somebody that was already at their wits end by the time the pandemic, it, it wouldn't make that much of a story. But because you've got somebody that's at the top of their game and then all of a sudden they've been brought right back down to the beginning again, it's almost a little bit like being in Formula One and you've started at pole <laughs> position and then all of a sudden you're right the way back at the start again. So, yeah, essentially I do I do compare a lot of what that life is to what I do because the character in the book, she does the same sort of job that I do. 
on my yeah. daily basis, except obviously it's during the day. So yeah. she still has to contend with the same sort of problems that I do. She still has to contend with all the people that cut the vehicles up at junctions. She still has to consider, you know, the, the rabbits that run out into the road and have to swerve to avoid them. Oh, I'm glad you swerve to avoid them. That's good oh, to yes. hear. <laughs> so, I, I think it's fair to say, I mean, the, the most, the biggest animal, I have actually had a road incident involving an animal. Um, and it was it was a doe that ran out into a field. And let's put it this way, it did more damage to me than what I did to uh, it. Oh, uh, well, so uh, it's, it's, sorry uh, to hear from your no, point no, of view, but we're yeah. quite relieved from that. Uh, yeah. So it's Survivor by mm-hmm. Stuart Harvey. If people yeah. want to order this, where should they go? Uh, it's best to go, the fastest way to get to it is the Amazon site. Um, and yes, you put in, in the search bar, go to the books section. And if you put in Survivor, Stuart Harvey, S-T-U-A-R-T, um, you know, I know some people tend to spell my name the other way. Um, but yeah, if you do it that way around, um, that is where, where we'll you'll find best find you. it. We'll find yes, you. So. Well, thank you very much for coming in today because I know you've got a long shift uh, later <laughs> on today. So uh, good luck with that. Hope you, you don't come across any more days and good luck with the writing. Uh, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Cambridge 105 Radio.